Philadelphia, PA, Helium Comedy Club. I'm coming. June 25, 26, 27. It will be good. It will be special. Hartford, Connecticut, Funny Bone, July 30th, 31. Get your tickets. Hartford, Connecticut, Funny Bone. I'll see you soon. June 26th, I'll be at Soul Joe's Cafe in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So I'm very excited about that. Craig Shoemaker was telling me about that. So pretty pumped. And August 5th through the 8th, this is a little bit down the line, but I'll be there. Side Tampa, splitters. Florida. Side splitters. <laughs> Calm down, guys. Seriously, calm down. First of all, a couple of things. I want to thank Steve Byrne for opening, greasing, grease. You called it greasing the wheels or something like that? Yep. Just getting the stage. Is the stage bolted down? Because I'm about to bring fucking heat. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to have to splinter this bitch, but I will. You know what I'm saying? You see my fingers? Yeah. I hold the fucking... I, that's actually the white power symbol. I just realized that. <laughs> I just realized that. I think there was a there's a black that. individual. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Black. Yeah, so yeah. please, All out right. of respect, don't do that. All right. All he's, right. We've got a diverse crowd. He is black. Sorry, black guy. Diverse. Thank you. And we don't call him black guy. Just thank you, registered Democrat. Let's not do that. Let's not give labels here tonight, please. Okay. Let's get this out of the way so this gentleman with incredible mane can see you as well, Brian. Okay. Look at this guy. Um, I want to I want to thank you for buying. He bought me this shirt. This is my favorite taco place in the world. It's called Mojo Tacos. Yeah, and uh, it's a great color, and I think it brings out my eyes. It, it matches the autumn brown that my eyes are. And um, but it's a uh, it it kind of a little slimming. It it doesn't it doesn't quite. It kind of betrays my actual form. My shoulders are a little broader than this, and. Uh, yeah, so it's it points me up a little bit, and I think you did that on purpose. I don't give a fuck, and I don't give a fuck, but we should get that out of the way, because people go, Brian's usually broader. What's going on? Is he is he hunching his shoulders? No, you got me a shirt that doesn't fit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You are a gentleman of a certain age. You look very fit, and there is a young woman here tonight that's celebrating a birthday that I think you're right in the age demo that um, she would love. So, Maxine... Happy birthday, Maxine. This is a fellow senior citizen here, Brian Callen. That's right. Sorry you can about that. Talk to him about AARP and, uh, and all those good things, and, uh, and you know, like what, you're, what you're, you like on your applesauce. You're an ageist. You're an ageist, Steve. A uh, couple things we should get out of the way. Number one, I'm on. Um, I get a call. It says Lucy Zanies. So Lucy, who's the manager here, and I go. Should we save Lucy? this story for when our guest comes up? We could do that. Yeah, nah. because he, he's involved. Well, we could do that, but it's not that big a deal. You were just, you know. Okay, go ahead. It was Jelly Roll, who's going to be our guest. And he, he called me up and he goes, I didn't know it was him. And he said, he said, uh, Brian, um, do you know Steve Burns' address? <laughs> and I said, uh, that's a really good Jelly Roll impersonation. And I said, um, no. And they said, well, he's too drunk and he won't tell us. <laughs> Well, what, what his address is? Can and I apparently, tell you what George? Okay. Well, they were asking. A staff you, member yeah, asked they me. They kept asking Steve, what his address can was. Can you give me your address? And I was doing Josh Wolf's show, and I brought a recorder, and I said "fuck you," and I started playing hot cross buns in his face. Yeah, and you kept doing that. Because Steve, seriously, we need to know. He would go, fuck you. Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. Yeah. And then I found out. He said, I'm running late. I said, why? Traff, I just said, well, it's fucking trap, uh, you know, this rush hour. And then I got in a fight. There's a guy. And I go, what? Well, apparently a Honda cut you off. Yeah. And, then and if you, he's here tonight, you can go fuck yourself. You threw, you guys got in a, a literally a fight. You, you tried to get him to pull over on the side of the road. No, I was saying, yeah, I was saying, you know, look, there isn't a man in this room that hasn't gotten cut off that has escalated a situation but, wait. but but to my credit i i pulled over in the fourth lane to get away from it no hold okay? on that's not true that is he, true he pulled up you didn't hear the whole story listen to this he pulled up and got in front of the guy slowed down are you ready for this this is true but he, get this he he put his uh wiper fluid on he went <laughs> shook shook so he could spray him got you <laughs> I, he, he covered his car in mist. 
Yeah, you had a clean windshield wiper. You went like that twice, probably even three times. Ginka, ginka, no, I didn't ginka. fucking. I held it back. I held it back like you're getting you're getting washed, bitch. Yeah, like it's it a went, shamu show. Wow, over over my hood and on your windshield. Mm, mm. But then you did you did tell him the thing about that's amazing about to me is that you you said come move come outside or get, pull over and I want to fight you. Now my question. I didn't say that to him. This is Nashville. The people, the people have guns and they'll punch you in the face. Yeah, right? but I played, I played club hockey for two years <laughs> in college, so it's like go up against that. All right. Let me tell you something about this T-shirt, Brian. It might be a medium. He couldn't wait to take his shirt off and put this on in front of me because there is nobody that loves taking their shirt off more than you. Well, you love taking it off. I got a little self-conscious today because I was in LA and I was, I was wearing a shirt that was too tight. And uh, I ran out of, I, I, I just, and, and so uh, Tim Kennedy, I don't know if you know Tim Kennedy. Yeah, uh, Green Beret and one of the top 85 pounders of all time, in, in 185 pound fighters. And he's so thick. He's so fucking thick. Like he looks, you don't need a door. If I could hire him, I had a lot of money. I just have him in front of, like if I had like bars of gold, I, would, I don't need a safe. It's just Tim, you know? He's that thick. He's just, he's just impossibly thick. And then he got up and he looked at me and he went and he touched me. He put his fucking mitts, his mitts, and, and, he, and he pressed my body. And I felt like a small piece of paper. I was, you know, he kind of like an accordion. He played me. <laughs> and then I went and I went like this. I went, sorry. I apologize for my physique. Because he's so sturdy, and then uh, and then he took me. I remember he uh, he did that to me, and he said he he said, "What do you do for shoulder work?" And I said, "Fuck you!" And I played hot cross buns in his face. <laughs> and he took off in a Honda. That's a callback. That's, That's a, call a total callback. I like and it. It didn't fucking work. Now I got to go back to Maxine to fucking go to the well. Well, uh, I want to do something with uh, Big and Hungry. You know, I told you this. Yep. I want, since you and I are in different cities, I want to do a news show and I want to find topics and I want to, I want to bring the top, I want to sit at a news thing and then I want you to go out and interview people and get their take on the news. Yes. Okay. And so, cause I think we need that. I want to hear, cause you know, nobody knows, like if I, if I go to CNN, it's like, I know how you think. Trump sucks. Fox, I know how you Trump think. Trump rocks. And other people are like, fuck both of them. And now I'm going to go to YouTube and this is where like Bill, Bill Gates fucking takes, he infected the bats, you know, and he, you know, he, he cultivates them. You know, people say with a straight face, I'm like, do you, is there any evidence? I got the YouTube clips, motherfucker, you know? <clears throat> So we're going to be the anecdote to that. Now, yeah. here's the other idea I have. This is not my idea. My buddy Chris Wilhelm's idea he said, journalists should have to take a vow of poverty and anonymity. Uh, and then we'd know that their sources were at least had some integrity. So you and I are going to take a vow of poverty and anonymity. Well, I've been doing that for the last 23 years as a stand-up comedian, so I'm fine with that. Um, so who in here is, would consider themselves up to speed with current events? Is there somebody here that, that feels like you watch oh, there the we news? Go. We, got, we got my man back there. Yeah, All right. sir, can you join us up here? Come on up quick, here for a second. Come on up here. Don't be afraid. Come on up. Come on. Come on. No, What's your name? We, we just want to get your tape. Come on up here, sir. What's your name? Rob. Okay, Rob. come on up here. How about it for Rob, ladies and gentlemen? Rob. Is Rob? Come on, Rob. Audience participation. Rob, feel free to have a seat here, and here, you don't wherever even have you like. To, you don't have to be up on current events. We'll yeah. just ask your opinion on things like Christy Teague and whatever. Meet you, Rob. And if Pleasure. you have a point of view. Steve. Yeah, she'll, she'll talk about Christy. Can you be a gentleman and stand and shake his hand? Oh, like sorry, buddy. How you doing, man? It's Rob. How are you? Robbie, have a seat. Thank you very much. Nice shoes, dude. Velcro, yeah. huh? In case you got to fucking pull them off and jump into a, a river or a lake. You know what I mean? If somebody's drowning, I got you. Boom. Boom. Fucking, how do you do that so fast? Because, you know, shoes weigh you down, <laughs> not this fucking guy. No, I love Velcro straps. Kadoosh. Kadoosh. Fucking butterfly. My wife's rolling. There is yeah, I practice butterfly that way. All I want is to be the guy who fucking comes out of the water and just kaboom! <laughs> it kaboom! 
just fucking, is that a fucking dolphin? And someone's like, dolphins aren't that muscular, you fucking idiot. Look at his fucking back. But he was wearing that Mojo's taco thing. I didn't know his back was that vast. Dolphins swimming with me. I'll tell you, when I see those Velcro shoes, there's nothing sexier that a girl wants to hear in bed when she lies down and her pussy's fucking soaked. And the man is taking off his pants and all that shit. It's like, honey, you better lay down. She's like, oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be a session tonight. She's like, oh, it's going to be a session. He goes, fuck, yeah, it is. I'm going to return these to the bowling alley tomorrow, so you're in luck. That's some fucking Velcro on my shoes, you she is pregnant? She's pregnant? Yeah, you're not. What the fuck? Did you borrow them from her? Congratulations. I love them, though. They're very fashionable, and thank you for coming down after landscaping today. I appreciate it. <laughs> now, Robbie, you are up to speed on current events. Here's what we're going to do tonight, okay? We're going to give you a topic that's in the news. You give us the headline you've come across, and then what you believe the story to be. So feel free to take the mic out of the... and talk into the microphone. And uh, I will give you, okay, someone's not in show business. By the way, uh, congratulations to your, to your fiance, wife? Wife, wife, to your wife. What's your name, miss? What is it? Amanda, Amanda, she's pregnant, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, she's gonna right. have a kid, so. Very nice work, Robbie. Thank you. And I'm sure it was the shoes that got you pregnant, right? It's like, oh, fuck yeah. Okay. We're gonna give you a topic, you give us the headline, and then you, you disseminate what that headline is, okay? okay. Here's our first what are, topic. What are you gonna name the kid? <laughs> How do you spell that? You that's, don't. That's the middle name. You don't. <laughs> you don't okay. spell it. Here we go. Chrissy Teigen. Uh, she wished someone dead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of that? Did you, have a, did you have an emotion about that? I always knew she was a bitch. <laughs> Just a feeling. Just a feeling. Now here's what, here, here, you're right. Chrissy Teigen, um, I guess, is getting some flack for online cyberbullying and- Well, more than that, also DMing a 16 year old and saying, want you to kill yourself. Sure, so Courtney Stodden, when she was 16, she said, kill yourself. Farrah Abrams, who made a sex tape, a reality star, said, you're a whore, everyone hates you. Lindsay Lohan, she said every time she sees Emma Stone, she slits her wrists. Uh, Sarah Palin, shoot yourself in the face. So she said all these things. Sweet girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nasty human being. Just now, what are your thoughts on those? Are there any of them you kind of agree with or no? I don't agree with any of them. Good. The news brought the to you by Big and Hungry. The, I'm a little nervous. The. Yeah, good, 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 good. No, no, I, 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 I just, I, that's, I, sometimes I find that when I have a visceral feeling, most of America agrees. You know what I mean? You're like, I hope people fucking hate, and most people are like, yeah. Yeah, but what's sad is. But just dropped, yeah, and like hurt her ankle, and then, and you put her your shoes on her, and she was like, "I feel better," you know. No, I'm just saying. But yeah, I'm just—it was just a joke. Why am I talking in the mic when I don't? It's such a habit. I'm gonna use my stage voice. Good thing I did a lot of stage in New York. Do you guys have a minute yeah. for my Oh, thank God. We're back. <laughs> Brian Callen, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Acapella, saving the show. Thank All right. Um, well, let's go to our next topic in the news. Yeah, next Have topic. you heard of a gentleman? Now, I'm going to give you the topic. Give us what you think the headline is, and then tell us the news story. Ready? Tony Hinchcliffe. I don't know. I don't know that one. Okay. Who said woo? Oh, what? Hold on. Okay, can you come here, sir? 
can come over to the side or whatever. But come on up. Yeah, we're just gonna have just too many people on stage. Just dudes. Good to see you, buddy. What's your name? Jason. Jason. This is Jason. Jason, Jason have a seat over here. Congrats on your shirt. That is amazing. That is what uh, I think cops would trail anybody that purchased that shirt, knowing that you're going to become an Amber Alert in about. That's good. Um, so, Tony Hinchcliffe, what would you say is the headline, and then what do you believe is the story to be? Um, I think the headline is comedians tell jokes and nobody thought it was funny. Mm. The comedians tell jokes and nobody thought it was funny. Yeah. That, that crowd didn't. Right. Steve has a good... I think it's the same crowd. <laughs> I want to get your take on Tony Hinchcliffe. Well, what I... Okay, I, I think what but Tony Should we Hinch let these guys get off the stage now that they've done that, this wonderful... Oh, sure, yeah. If you want, yeah. Thank you for making an appearance. It's no problem. Man. Anything else about Tony Hinchcliffe? I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I understand why... Uh, comedy's not Well, safe. let's give everybody context. Okay. So, Tony Hinchcliffe, there was a clip that went online on Twitter. And what happened was a, uh, a young comic in Austin, Texas, Asian-American, uh, did his set. And at the end of the set, which you didn't get to see, he basically said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring up your next comic. You're going to love him. Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony Hinchcliffe comes up. They speed it up. Tony says, give it up for that dirty little fucking chink. Um... He's up here, you know, we lend you money, no more soy sauce, in an Asian voice. And this made the rounds and is the latest casualty in terms of folks getting canceled by saying things, you know, that were maybe not uh, up to speed. So, yeah, um, my take on Everybody it. Everybody gets what, tight. What is, what is, <laughs> I got tight. What is your take? And then I'll give my Well, I know Tony. So, so I, I know Tony. And I, again, you're, you're kind of in this situation where you know he doesn't mean that. But also, terrible timing. And also, we, you, we do, like, well, nobody can censor comics. But we do live in a time where, you know, if, 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 if I was in the audience, I would have been like, Tony, you know. Yeah. We can't do it. You know, it's just, there just seems to be a a time now where, where people are not only just very sensitive, but I don't know. Uh, I, um, I don't know. I think we're in, I think we're, I think we're when Sunday times there's a tide shift when you caught in that, the middle of there, yeah. it's, it's, it's hell on hell on anybody who pushes and tries to be funny in a clumsy way. And I was yeah. clumsy. You, well, look, I it, didn't see the whole it, thing. I just saw oh, literally I saw, I saw I swear to God, I saw five seconds. Yeah. and I went like this. I went, you know how you like when something's really bright where you're like, <laughs> you ever eat lemons and you're like, oh, fuck. like I, I literally was like, whoa, oh, yeah. gee, that's all I had to see. I went, oh, well, that's bad. And I, so I didn't see the whole thing. I saw the whole thing. And here's what I'll say. Even when it first happened, I was like, well, I know Tony. And what Tony said, was it disrespectful? Was it you know, out of bounds, sure. But Tony Hinchcliffe is not a racist. He is not a racist individual. No. And I think the people that are taking these clips on social media, circulating them, damning somebody, is an individual, for the most part, that's never been to a comedy club. That's who gets outraged. People like you that are here tonight understand you are sitting within the confines of the last vessel of free speech that exists in this world, in this country. It is called a comedy club. Well, you are not victims. You are not waiting to be victimized. You're not living life with a magnifying glass, waiting to hear something and catch somebody and ruin their lives. This guy... He was taken out of context. The whole clip was that this this kid that was on stage, he's new to stand up, and I'm sure he's a sweet guy. Well, and that's exactly it. He's a very, very sweet guy. And his persona was that he was such a nice guy. He was a clean comic. So Tony thought, no, no, I'm going to swing the done that before. the opposite. So they've done that before. Yeah. That, so that guy opens for Tony. To my understanding, that's a bit they do. So <clears throat> the Asian guy says, white people, just be nice. Just be nice. That's, the, that's yeah. what he says. I think they're going to release the whole clip. But so what he does, it's a setup. So he goes, just be nice, white people. And then he gets off and then Tony would come on and do that thing. Now, okay. that was crushing. He mm -hmm. was doing that. They were doing that bit a lot and it was killing rooms. Right. And then I guess somebody just took his part. 
My, my thing is in this environment, you got to know that's going to happen. Sure. That can't yeah. be, especially during this whole Asian hate thing and stuff like that. Yeah. Tensions are high. People are very sensitive. And you got to know that if you're going to do that, I get they're not going to show the whole context. And nobody really cares in this environment that you guys were both doing a bit and have been doing that for a long time. And right. it's been killing. I don't know that they've been doing it for a long time. That's what I, I heard. That's what he told me. That's what, because I think you're confusing it. That's the thing you've done with me. <laughs> Off stage, calling me a dirty fucking chick. Well, listen, hey, man, that's outrageous. I got enough trouble. <laughs> I want to thank you, gentlemen, very much for coming up here. No Robbie, problem, Jason, pleasure. Thank you. thank you so much, my friend. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you so Thanks much, for being my up friend. Here and just thank listening. You. It's Maxine's birthday, everybody. How about it for Maxine? Wait, but, but, but I want to hear your I want to hear more of your take on that because you had a really good you made a great sort of video that I watched I thought was really yeah cool. I just th I think that a lot of the people that get outraged are usually people that have never been to a comedy club they don't understand how far the pendulum can swing but what is allowed you know from look Tony's a professional comic I'm a professional you're a professional we understand this is where you get to swing the pendulum this is where you get to stretch stretch the rubber band and when it snaps that's our lesson our lesson isn't here. What happens, though, is somebody will videotape it, send it out there without the context of understanding. This is the gym. This is where yeah. we get to fuck off. And when we tape the hour special on HBO, on Netflix, on Showtime, etc., that's the finished product. Right. That's where you learn all the lessons have been learned in those 60 minutes. Until then, you've got to allow us the opportunity to fuck up because we will. I fucked up here tonight. I'm sure I've said some offensive things to Maxine. She's giving me the finger right now. Yes, I have. But this is where we get to do those things. And I think that a lot of people that are circulating these videos, again, they've never been to a comedy club, so they don't understand. Yeah. I guess I, from what I saw, though, I was I was I was so shocked that he didn't know that in this environment that was going to happen. That's all. It, right. it just it just seemed like that a big oversight. But again, I, I know Tony really well. I don't believe Tony's racist at all. I don't believe no. that, that. I think that was a complete act that they were both doing and sure. had been doing. So uh, I don't know. You know, and I, I think you're right. I think it's a different time because it used to be whatever you did in a comedy club stayed in the comedy club. That's the other thing we we're talking about is like when you were a comic coming up, but the way we came up, you did your stand up and you went home. Now younger people can do comedy and people start talking about it and start tweeting and you you can actually grow this huge audience and make a living way sure. faster oh, yeah. than you could before. But that's a double edged sword because it comes with liabilities, <laughs> liabilities. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a special guest here this evening joining us. Um, I've gotten to know this gentleman over the last <laughs> over the last few months. Josh Wolf, a, a wonderful comic we both know from the Comedy Store, does yep. a show here on Sunday nights. He brings a lot of country stars out. We do comedy, improv, music. It's a blast. This guy has got gravity like you've never seen. He's got charm. I'm and blown away by him. And he's got a voice. And he's here tonight. He just sold out the Ryman Theater. Ladies and gentlemen, how about a big round of applause for Jelly Roll, Jelly everybody? Roll, Jelly Roll. Our guest. He takes his time. He takes his time. There I'm up is. for Jelly, everybody. Jelly. <laughs> Wherever you are, buddy. Thank Je you so much. Jelly has a, has I want a rose tattooed to his. You're such a sweet guy. Yes, Usually face you. tattoos have to have, but you just have a. Well, I had to balance out the teardrops from killing people. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad voice. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad afterwards. <laughs> Now, what, what, look, what is the first tattoo? And then if you think the first thing we're going to talk about is me and not your drunk ass on okay. Sunday, right, you are so okay. fucking wrong. <laughs> All right, yes. let's talk about that. What happened? You started well, giving listen, him tequila. Let me tell you, listen. Yes, yes. But Steve showed up wanting tequila. He what? came no, in. No, no, oh, no. Who showed? No one shows up wanting. To, no one shows up wanting to say, "Hey, how can I accelerate passing out my front yard at twelve thirty? <laughs> can you make that happen? Do you have here, a wonder drug for that? Here's the true story. Y'all will get it from the big fella here. <laughs> so it's like this beginning Steve, of Dukes of Hazard. We hung out a month ago at the Josh Wolf show. I don't know if any of y'all been to the Josh Wolf show. It's monthly. We do it. It's a blast. We sing funny songs. It's incredible. And Steve had a hockey game that night. So I tried to hand him a shot. He's like, I, 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 I'm going to 
almost a professional athlete. I can't really drink. I have to go play hockey. And I was like, what? A fucking Asian semi-pro hockey player and a comedian? He was like, yeah, I can't drink. And he's like, but I'm going to drink with you next time. I was like, okay. That is true. And I, by the way, I do, I do play hockey and I also play, do the stats for the team as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Steve shows up the next night, which we're dear. We texting each other. And it, I show up this Josh Wolf show Sunday. And st- as soon as I walk in, Steve goes, I'm not playing hockey tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, all right. Well, lucky for you, I bought three bottles of tequila with me. But by the way, he doesn't bring tequila. This is like Costco bulk tequila, like <laughs> like a joke bottle, like the promoters give. The, it's like, that's not fucking real. It's like, oh, it's fucking real. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. And you had an empty stomach. I, I didn't eat dinner. He didn't he an empty eat stomach. dry stomach. We're pounding shots. Now, explain your shot compared to... You think of a shot. Hold on, hold on. Look at me. I think y'all get the picture of what my shot would look like opposed to like maybe his shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. But mine's a little wider, right? You know what I'm saying? Your shot is called the Ola. His is the Adios. (laughs) This shot, a normal shot comes in a shot glass, right? You put it in a a mixed cocktail goes in a, yeah, an orange juice glass. It's fucking filled to the rim. I was like, dude, I'm not on a spring break. I'm 46 years old, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, you wasn't on spring break, huh? Fast forward <laughs> two hours later, the club is shut down and Steve is demanding the staff comes and sings Wonderwall together. <laughs> Literally, the, this place has been closed for two hours. We're in here. He's like, like almost at gunpoint making the staff sing Wonderwall. They're all on stage in unison. He's went up there and turned the sound on himself, drunk and blind. We're all in here singing, yep. today is going to be the day, going to give it back to you. <laughs> but listen, he had a recorder with him, Callan, and this is when we decided to call you. I looked over, this is when I looked at Lucy and said, you got Callan's phone number? <laughs> he had his recorder in his hand. I took his wallet out to look for his address. Still has a California ID. I was like, fuck. So I'm like, what? A, call Callan because he was holding his recorder. Y'all remember the recorder you get in middle school that had three pieces? He looked like a toddler trying to push an X to an O. He's going, <laughs> and he would do that for like three minutes, and then he'd be like, <laughs> and he'd grab another piece, and, and then he'd get that piece together, and then he tried to play it upside down and backwards, broke it again, couldn't put it back together. He wouldn't, we'd ask for the address, and he'd go, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was fucked up. <laughs> And Callan is such a good friend. He didn't have a fucking clue who he was talking to. He I just know, knew yeah. Steve needed help. I just, I, I swear to God, I found your voice very comforting. Yeah. I swear to God. I swear to God. I was like, this guy's got a comforting voice. It just like made me feel warm inside. I called from Lucy, the manager's phone. He's like, what's up, Lucy? I was like, uh, Jelly Roll. He's like, hey, what's up? You could tell he didn't catch my name. He's like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I didn't know. I thought I was like, uh, I thought you were the manager. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, Steve, uh, Steve won't give us his address. He was like, oh, Steve won't give you his address? I was like, yeah, and he's too drunk to do anything. He was like, oh, Steve's fucked up. Hey, do you got Steve's address? He's at the clinic. He was just so calm about it. He was like, he's so fucked up. They need to get him an Uber home. I know. And my, my girlfriend was like, she knew it by heart, which is really weird. <laughs> I was like, God damn, what's going on? And now she's pregnant with your baby. Yeah, yeah. It's a new song we're writing. Pregnant with your baby. I have a good voice. Um, that was, needless uh, to say. I, got it. I told him, I, I was, I told him I, when you were playing him on your phone and he's, yeah. I, and I was like, that guy's fine. And you go, that's Jelly Roll. And I was like, you have a beautiful, you have a beautiful, I would, yeah. I would fucking kill. Do you play a guitar or you just sing? I play a little guitar. But you just, you don't need to, you just sing, huh? Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. sing it, baby. Just tell the truth, man. When did you know you had that voice? Well, you have a great voice. I, I, didn't, I started in hip hop, right? So I'm from right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, the, the locals will know I, I grew up in a place called Antioch, Tennessee. 
Damn. I, see, I see we got some white trash in the building. Good to see y'all tonight. <laughs> but I, so grew up, I grew up on Proteopton Street. It was the uh, fuck. But yeah, so I came up. <laughs> so I came up rapping Calvin and I always like would harmonize with the music. Uh, yeah. I grew up on Southern rap. So like UGK, like uh-huh. Outkast. <laughs> I was in three a, six was, mafia. Is any of that? You, yeah, of I was in a Bubba Sparks video. Ugly? Was it ugly? You was an ugly, right? I, I was in uh, uh, Miss Miss New, New Booty. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and All I ended right. up. They didn't know what they were doing, so I was like, I kind of, I kind of directed that. How did that happen? I just showed up, and they were like, and I. But I mean, I, how did you how show did you up? Just show up. My friend was friends with the director slash producer, but when I got there, I was like, I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing because <laughs> he wasn't really, and then nobody really had a plan, and then I, I kind of said, I think I said, I need a wig if you want me to play this character because I had to sell the Miss New Booty and be this thing, and then I think I tried to get fake teeth, and I don't know if I did, I can't remember, but either way. I put on a wig, and then we just kind of fucking winged it, but it worked. Guys, I want to talk to you guys about uh, something that's very important. Um, murder. Um, murder's bad, almost always. Unless, like, say, uh, you had to murder an illness, or you had to murder bacteria that was bad for you, or you had to murder... Like, say somebody was into murder 24-7 and just murdering, murdering, and then you were to murder them, that would probably arguably be a good form of murder. But... How about murdering your thirst? Okay. And I don't know if you know this, but like, like say you, like you can't go, like if you went a day without food, you'd be fine. But a day without liquid, a day without water, how about two days without water? Every time I go two days without water, I don't feel good. Okay. But guess what? There's a way to murder your thirst, murder it instantly. And I'm talking about liquid death yeah you see liquid death comes in an aluminum can first of all so it murders the plastic problem and it also is mountain water from the alps the alps it's not processed tap water it's from like the swiss alps maybe even the french alps either way mountains that are really high up where the air is super clean and so is the water and they keep the whole mineral profile you know what that means well, here's the thing. If you, if you water plants with water that doesn't have minerals, like a, a lot of water out there, they die. You think you're that different from a plant, dude? You're not. You're a moving plant. Your cells, you're carbon-based. That means you need electrolytes and you need minerals that live in liquid death. And that murders your thirst instantly. Oh. Mm. Now, I recommend drinking at least a case a day. That may be a little much for people. But if you don't take your thirst seriously, I don't know what to tell you. But let's start with a couple cans. How's that sound? Liquid death. <laughs> the best. Oh. Mm. Tastes like murder. <sighs> oh, and by the way, if you go to liquiddeath.com slash big and hungry, you'll get two free koozies with your first case. Choose whatever koozie they have available. I love koozies. Not as much as I love that liquid death. Again, that's liquiddeath.com slash big and hungry for two free koozies. Also available in Whole Foods and at your local 7-Eleven. Dude, was, he's a great yeah, guy. Yeah. He's so And the Ying Yang twins were there. Yep, yep. It's the first time I've ever been called. A, I was being such an idiot. And at one point I... They were just hanging out, and I and I jumped off the stage like I do, you know. I kind of, I did a little flip, and I went like this, and I go, "Hey!" and uh, and they go, "What's up, pimp?" And I was like, <laughs> "Is I don't know. It's all I remember. I was called a pimp." Yeah, they wanted to take your ass from the window <laughs> I to know. the wall. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I'm naive to this stuff. Like when people are looking at me that way, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild, but it was fun. It was fun. Oh, yeah, that's Southern you, rap. That's about as did. Southern rap as but it is. But then, gets. so you you got into Southern rap, and then then. Well, what did the singing was Pimp C, rest his soul, was a part of the band UGK, mm. and it took me years to find out. I don't know if we have any UGK fans, but that Pimp C was the guy singing yeah. the choruses. So that I wanna chop blades. That was Pimp C. And I was like, he's rapping and singing? Because his rap voice was like, it's PMC, bitch. And I was like, but then he'd come in, I want to chop blades. 
I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to fucking, I want to be a pimp and I want to sing and pimp too. Yeah. And I was in. And that, that was the moment that did it for me. Really? And did you take lessons or you just always? No, I just, just sing from the soul, man. Huh. Now, I want to know more about the pimping. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. No. <laughs> uh, you had you had an album that was originally uh, well it was it was called Whiskey Women and Weed. Whiskey Weed and Waffle House. That was the original, right? And then Waffle House went came to sue you. Oh yeah, right? they sued the shit now, out of my they fat sue, ass. They did actually sue you. <laughs> Whiskey Weed. Have I, and I want Waffle you to House. think about this. I want you to imagine how many times Waffle House has been sued by a 500 pound man. <laughs> and then I want you to think about how many times Waffle House has possibly sued a 500 pound man. And it's like one to a thousand. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm like there, like, I look like every cook that's ever worked there at midnight. <laughs> like, I'm the guy that's like, you know, the cook that you can tell could sell you a Percocet in the parking lot. <laughs> like, if you've ever been to a Waffle House at three in the morning, I'm your fucking Huckleberry. I'm your, like, model dude. You've never not hired a felon ever. You know what I'm saying? How do you sue me? I'm like your poster child. You should have endorsed it. Do you know how I got sued? We were passing the mixtapes out for free at Waffle Houses at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that Waffle House corporate was in Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm like oh. drunk in a Waffle House at 2 a.m. in Atlanta, like new CD, whiskey, weed, and Waffle House presented by Waffle House. And I'm just like passing them out to all of the people who are like me, you know, which was everybody there at three in the morning that fucking was, wasn't on crystal meth. <laughs> and I was like, here, I'm passing them out. And somehow it went to corporate. They ceased and desisted me. They sued me. Really? No, oh, dude, it was crazy. Jesus, I, I used to. They I froze had a, my YouTube channel for one calendar year. Damn. Oh fuck, Waffle what House got Waffle? in touch. And with? my fat ass will go eat there tonight. I yeah. did not hold a. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, he loves that place. Yeah, I fucking love it. Dude. I, uh, I, I had a comedy home. CD that I used to pass out at Golden Corral. That's how I met Maxine. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You fuckers um, bail so quick. It's unbelievable how quickly you bail. <laughs> Waffle, whiskey, now, wa whiskey, weed, and waffles. So they talk, you know what, the, but it waffles. worked in my favor because uh, uh, Fallon ended up doing a skit about it. Right. And he said, in fairness, I had the right order. <laughs> that it does go it's whiskey, true. weed, and Waffle right. House. <laughs> I wrote a song called Protein Shake. It's <laughs> a bad joke. Sometimes you're about. Sometimes when you're going to tell a joke, so you, you got, go. You, got you go. When I go. When I wrote a song, I go. Don't do this because it's not going to be funny. And then I said protein shake. And then I was like, even when I said protein, I go. You can still bail. And I did. And I went all the way to shake. So <laughs> all that went through my head. So. The as I was saying, is, as I, I was make... saying, Golden Corral, I was like, "This is gonna fucking yeah. bomb." And then I had to throw Maxine under the bus once again, yeah. and a fucking bomb. And I, I learned my lesson. I, I, I just don't Maxine. learn. I just don't learn. Jelly, I gotta ask you. You sold out the Ryman, yes, sir. This is for anybody that obviously is a fan of country, but also you're here. It, it is of iconic status. What is the, what does that mean to you? I mean, I, I literally cried like a bitch. We sold it out in like 36 minutes. God damn. God damn dude. And I was like, dude, I was like, no fucking way. Well, you got to realize, like, my battle was uphill, right? Like, right. I, like, dude, when I first started making music, I'm from Nashville, sure. but I didn't make Nashville music. I made the real Nashville music. Like, the people here, like, the cook in the back, like, the people who really live here. But y'all don't know that side of Nashville, so you know the like, on a you know, so I wasn't making that music. So record labels didn't fuck with me. I had everything going against me. I, I was too fat, so girls wouldn't like me. My voice was too strong. They liked uh, tenors, you know, like, you know, they liked Alan Jackson, you know, literally, you know, they liked the shit that was, nah, 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 nah. you know, they didn't like the somebody save me. I like it. <laughs> right? I like it. So it was like I had all these things that were like, quote unquote, going against me. And I was like, I'm going to figure this shit out. I was rapping yeah, but you in can, a you city can hear it. country you music. You can hear it in your voice. Yeah. I wonder what you'd be if you didn't have anything to push against. I know. Like, right? I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I almost think like this is going to sound uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know, but like I, I, a part of, I feel like singing was invented by someone who got to a point where words couldn't express 
what they wanted to say. Right. I swear to God, like I feel like I feel like whoever first sang a song was either so overwhelmed with love for something or I don't know, or or gr gratitude that they just started. You know, yeah, it right. just came out. It's yeah. a weird thing that human beings do that. It's weird that human beings like elongate their vowels. And it's also fucking really weird that somebody can sing something. I don't know anything about music, but I can hear it on your phone and I go like this. I get distracted. Yeah, you know, right. so what happened was in that room, I didn't know, I'd never heard your music. And I heard that. I went, I was listening and I went like that. And I said, Steve, what? And he goes, that's Jelly Roll. And I go, get the fuck. I thought he was a rapper. Right. I go, that's, <laughs> that's him? The way you're singing. And the reason I think it caught my eye I mean, my ear is because I hear through my eyes. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. But I think the reason that I, I, we do that is because it, it hits us. It's truth. There's something true. There's something truthful that we resonate with. It's a sound that human beings resonate with. And when you hear it, something happens to you. You, I've said this before, but you, the beautiful thing about art, great art, or someone who sings is you forget for a second that you're human. Yes. You forget you have to go to the bathroom. You forget yeah. that you're afraid. You forget that you want to have sex. You forget yeah. you want to eat. Yeah. You just go like this and go, I just want to be here right now. I just want to listen to this shit. That, yeah. that, that's what we stay alive for. Yeah. So I think you touched that. Yeah. I think, so, I think what I've always said is music one will meet you where you are. Mm. Right. Music, wherever you're at in your life, people go, Man, I just found your music today. I was like, maybe today's the day, the day you needed to find it. Mm. But it's like for me, it's also like I've said this before. I got three minutes as a musician to make you deal with whatever you need to deal with. Mm. If you need to dance, I got three minutes to make you dance. If you need to cry, I got three minutes to get in that car with you on the worst day. So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I think music saved my life. Like Springsteen saved my life. Right. It right. sounds weird, but I was, I, I was, I was the a banker. Boss. I was a banker and, and I was a banker. I grew up overseas. I, I'm fucking working at a bank. Hate my life. Didn't know what to do. Teaching Taekwondo is such a weird story. And I'm on a Jersey Turnpike. And I'm like, am I gonna am I gonna open a Taekwondo studio or I'm gonna be a banker? I, I was trying to I I couldn't figure out. I was my life was shit. And I heard Springsteen singing Johnny Ninety Nine, the live version. Wow! And the, with that harmonica, and I went, who is this? And they said that's Springsteen. And I heard, it's same thing. I heard that voice, and I went, whatever he's doing, I want to be a part of it somehow. And if I don't, I'm gonna die. Like if I don't, I'm not gonna be who I'm supposed to be. So I kind of like. You know, I kind of, I fucking, uh, I changed everything. I, I woke up, I took a nap, woke up and I said, I have to be an actor. And, and can you imagine what the world would be with, without my acting? But, <laughs> but, but that's, that's a smaller, that's a smaller story. I'm going to tell you the power of music that I think is amazing. So there's a, there's a young man who was 16 years old in the South named Charlie Black. And he was listening to the radio and he'd grown up uh, as a young white boy believing that black people were inferior and he grew up in a very racist town in the south it's, i can't remember i think it was deep south and and uh and he grew up that way it wasn't a thing it was just it was just a thing that he learned in through his life and he heard louis armstrong playing the, the horn and, and you guys are musicians i don't know this but he heard louis playing the horn and he said he 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 said who is that and they said it's louis armstrong and he said and he's a black man he found out and in that moment he said everything i've ever been told is a lie he knew that because he right. said it sounded like god he said it sounded like what god must sound like or what light sounds like right and when you hear people describe what louis sounded like for them it was so new and so powerful well that young man at 16 went on to go to yale law school and he was he was the lead lawyer in um uh, in Brown versus Board of Education, and then in the 1964 Civil Rights Act. So yeah. that's what led him on yeah. that journey. And that's the power of music, man. And I man. always think about that shit, man. I'll never forget the first time I heard Aqua's uh, Barbie Girl. Um, <laughs> Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah, and it, uh, it let and me know. Wonder Wall. I remember somebody heard that, and they, uh, somebody heard that song once, and they got so fucking drunk. They needed an Uber. They, they were like, Wonder Wall. And then Jelly Roll called Brian Callen, who's got a great story about why he became an actor. Jelly, I want to ask you um, obviously, you're very successful. What was the moment where, what was the song that changed your career? And I want to ask you, 
What was the first thing you spoiled yourself with? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, dude. Yeah. God, that second question is deep. The first one is, for me, it wasn't a song. It was, um, there was little tipping points along the way. Yeah. I don't know if you ever read the Malcolm Gladwell book, The Tipping Short, sure. but there was, there was, I feel like the before the tip, it's hard to define the tip, but I can define the poor, you know? But for me, it was more like, and I look back at it very subjectively and realize that every rung on that ladder mattered. So I could point at big moments like Addiction Kills in 2017 only, Wheels Fall Off. I had a couple of records that really were like my first viral moments. Whiskey, Weed and Waffle House before that, even though the album did shit, I've got national exposure. You remember Gawker? Mm-hmm. So when Gawker yeah. was like really important or like yeah. w- like taboo, they wrote a like seven page article on me about getting sued by Waffle House. <laughs> Damn. And I thought they were just going to fry me. But they were like, really like, yo, man, this is like, this dude speaks for the soul of the South. Like what he encompasses is like, like they put it in this word and I didn't realize this till I started traveling. Like I represent somebody everybody knows in this weird way. And it's like, it's some Southern shit. You know what I mean? Like you come down, somebody's fucked up cousin, whether they (laughs) look like me or not, everybody's got an uncle that just got out of jail or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? What so endeared like, me to you is that he said when every night you help, you help the staff take the trash out with your crew. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that motherfucker, yeah. that motherfucker, that's, I'm shamed. I'm, now I got to start doing that. Dude, they're just such good to, people. Not going to. Yeah. Ew. Well, they're, they're, the staff asked you to do it because they have all your merch left over from the last you show. Motherfucker. Yeah. You motherfucker. Those shirts are Nashville cotton. <laughs> And they were, they were, the stitching was done by small children, and that's why it's such good quality. <laughs> Those little fingers can really knot things up, you know what I mean? Don't worry, they're not American kids. <laughs> oh, what happened? What happened? You Do dirty what? fucking chinks! I know I what you mean! That. I didn't say that! I can say it! I can say it! And I'm just saying what you wanted to say, no, I didn't. you fucking asshole. Blow no, out the tiki no. torch, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you were in D.C. was January 6th. <laughs> you fucking oh, take I'm that back, <laughs> What? I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to mount a protest. I don't know. <laughs> fucking so, no, that's not true. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but was so you're not so you're saying there wasn't a song that that really made well, the difference. You know, the beautiful thing about being a songwriter is I think my biggest song is in my windshield, not my rear view. Oh, shit. Yep. you know, so yep. if I thought that I'd wrote my best song, yeah, I quit. Sure. Yeah. I just say, thank y'all. I gave you all I have to give. I'm out of here. It's like if you thought if you do you think you've wrote your best joke yet? Fuck no. You think you've had your best hour? <laughs> you think you've had your best hour yet? Nope. Like I look forward to two years from now, a year from now, sitting back at this table and being like, I thought my tipping point was save me. Yeah. But my real tipping point was that song I dropped in 2021 that fucking yeah. got to the radio. You yeah, know? you, you so, want to su- surprise yourself with sure. that shit. Dude, I just, I am in love with making music. Mm. Like, I love the process. I love thinking of like, and it's become, it used to be my therapy. It was like how I worked out my personal shit. And then I realized that millions of motherfuckers are fucked up like me. So now I'm like, hold on. This is a responsibility. I got to work through our shit now. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a fuck me. Take me out of it. I'm a Mm -hmm. vessel. Mm -hmm. I got to speak for that kid that nobody speaks for now. Like, how do I how do I become the voice for the voiceless? So it's like, where's the, where's the, I think my best days are in the fucking windshield, baby. Exactly. I think that dude, they're not, even, yeah, that's beautiful. Where, where, where's the, where's the, I mean, I'm going to guess a couple songs that you might consider the bar, right? So let, let me, tell me what you think. So some songs that you hear and they never get old. Bob Seger's Night Moves. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Against the Wind. Against Bob Seger's Against the Wind. That fucking guy. Ooh. James Taylor, Fire and Rain. Yeah. That's a hell of a dude. If I get goosebumps on my butt, yeah, every time, I mean, right by the asshole, every time I hear that song, yeah, and they radiate over my yep. shoulder, I think I'm having a stroke every time. I, I, I have that, a moment where I, 
Oh, okay, I'm okay. It's just a song. He wrote that for, I think his girlfriend died in a plane crash. Yes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, and he wrote that for Sweet him. dreams and flying machines left in pieces on the ground. And there's hours of time on the telephone line to talk about things to come. That dude did it. I, I, that's the first song I had. I got goosebumps just singing it. Look at that. Real yeah. goosebumps. Uh, in I theaters, got goosebumps on my ass. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. By the way, I you guys don't know this, but I'm making a special announcement. I'm making a comedy rap album. I'm going to tour with him, and I'm going to go yeah. as Egg Roll. <laughs> <laughs> and our gr- and our group is going to be called Sweet and Sour. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was the first thing you spoiled yourself with? What was the first thing you were like, "Fuck, I got a juicy check. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna get this thing. I've been, I've been thinking about this all my life." Well, about the time that my music started making a little money, my wife and I went and got custody of my daughter. Wow! 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 So that was probably like the first spoil. It was like, okay, cool. Let's get her. Let's get this situated. How but seriously, how about like a Pac-Man or you know? <laughs> Well, okay. I bought an eight ball of cocaine and my wife went to the strip club and pulled some horse. (laughs) How how old old was your dad? Dead serious. I think that's the first thing we and her did with some money. We were like, let's get an eight ball and go see if we can pull a threesome. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if my heart's going to stop. Lucky for me, she's smoking hot, so I didn't have to do much work. I just had to stand there and not be weird. <laughs> just sing, dude. Yeah, yeah. All you gotta do is sing on just like kind of a low. I, like, just I just I only talked and, and, and she'd do all the finessing and I'd yeah. be like, you want a drink, baby? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking. I, what is what is a that. song you're jealous of? What is a song out there in the ether that you wish you've heard in the last five years? You wish yeah, you had come up with. Is there one? <laughs> sorry, dude. I'm sorry. sorry. Or, or that inspires you. I hate the bunny trail, but I think my biggest spoil, and it wasn't my first, but it, we waited for it. We just bought our first house. So that was a big moment. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's Congrats, cool. And it's one of those things where I'm so glad I listened to my mentor because three years ago I wanted to buy a house and he was like, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just wait. I've seen I was a like, lot you of sure? Actors. Yeah. He was like, just wait. And then this year I was like, what's up? He's like, buy whatever fucking house you want. Yeah. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, dude, within and gave me a budget. I was like, dude, I don't need a house that big. But I found one. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a lot of of artists, a lot of actors, singers buy houses before they were ready. Yeah. That's never a pretty thing. Yeah, for sure. Shit dries up. I think whoever gave you that advice is a fucking moron because three years ago, before pandemic, prices were down here and now they're skyrocketing. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. You should have fucking listened to me. Egg roll. Um, So what were we going to ask? I don't know. Uh, what was what was a song that? What, is there a song that's inspired you more than any? I think I look back at songs that made me. I like music that makes. Listen, some music should be heard and some music should be felt. Yep. And I search for songs that you know. Make I'm stealing me, that quote, right? Fucking, I'm, I can't <laughs> wait to drop that <laughs> at the next party I'm at where people don't listen to this podcast. I, if I, can, I some songs are meant to be heard, and some, I mean, to me, are meant to be. Felt. <laughs> see how I did that? Because I'm thinking about it. And that's how you know he's a comedian because he was better at it than me. Yeah, I, that's well, how I'm going to say well, it next yeah, time. Because yeah, yeah. you you're just coming up with it. Yeah. I don't know. For me, some are meant to be felt. You, you be passionate. Some they are, they are meant to be felt. You know, you, like your, your heart. You know, it's like sometimes when I listen to Jerry Rowe, it's like my heart. It makes like. No. <laughs> but other ones, you know, you just, it's nice, you know, you sleep, you know. <laughs> That's a Spanish matador yeah. who's also talking about singing before he goes and fights bulls. I fucking do characters. <laughs> I do characters. Who, um, how cutthroat, because we're comics, we've both come up in New York, we've both come up in LA, and we've survived, we went through it. How cutthroat is the Nashville music scene? Well, it's, it's a, uh, the, 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 I don't adhere to that system. Right. Right. So I don't really know because fuck that establishment. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how I feel. But uh, I'm, you know, we've done everything completely independently, free of all labels. We own 100% of our masters. We wow. write 100% of our songs. Yeah. We, we, we don't put on makeup and wear clothes that some person tells us to wear and sing songs another man wrote. That's just not what the fuck we do. That's so cool. This is the fucking 1970s outlaw movement again, baby. This is yep. Waylon Jennings. Freedom. 
we're fucking, we're fucking, we're fucking up hotels and fucking doing cocaine in green rooms, y'all. We're fucking living it. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I mean, I'll do a little. I'm, if you, I mean, if you force me to, you guys are all, they're all like big. There's a Samoan guy yeah. in there. That, I'm like, if you make me do you're it, all like, clapping so hold on, what you're all clapping for. You want to end up in your fucking front yard at 12:30 in the morning with your Uber driver and wife picking you up? That's outlaw. I'm fucking in again. <laughs> Yeah. So happened. in short, you're telling me you don't get hockey tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I was but, here yeah, Tuesday. Let me give you a perspective right quick, though, because yeah. I want to talk. First of all, I think y'all know, hopefully, the Zany staff knows for sure. By the way, tip your bartenders and waitresses, their sweethearts. Um, I am a huge comedy fan. So because I make music, I don't listen to a lot of music. I listen to podcasts, right? I listen to comedy specials. And from the outside looking in, I've never seen something that seemed more loving and united. Now, I've had mixed reviews. I've had some comedians go, well, that's kind of how it is. It wasn't how it was. Mm -hmm. And I have some people like, it's all smoke. Everybody fucking hates each other. But I don't. But from my view, outside looking in, I just see everybody always together. I just watched Steve Byrne, a buddy of mine that works with me, does comedy. Big Jonathan Craig. And Jonathan walked in. Steve knew he did comedy. And right then, didn't hesitate, walked straight up to him and said, hey, man, you want to go do five minutes right quick? And Jonathan was like, hey, I'm somewhere else right now. But yeah, to me, I was like, dude, well, I knew John never had happened. to take the garbage out later. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, he's got to get something out of this, right? But I was like, I never see that in our business. So like, I envy the brotherhood. Like, uh -huh. When, yeah. when Theo was with the, the uh, up here one time, and I just seen a picture of everybody in the green room with y'all. Yeah. Or yeah. I seen a picture you posted of you, Josh, and first of all, the funniest comments on history was the people on your shit lighting Josh Wolf up for being skinny. I read them oh and narrated them to my wife all night until I pissed myself. That was so <laughs> fucking funny. They said yeah. that man looked like COVID. I mean, they lit him <laughs> the fuck up. He told me that. I don't read comments. Listen, dude, like, these are worth reading. Let me our tell fans, you, man. Our fans are fucking... Yeah. But to me, it was like, just the way I see y'all, it's like music, we struggle with that. Like, mm. my little crew, we're like that. Like, me, Struggle Jennings, uh, uh, Yellow Wolf, Ryan Up Church. It's like a little group of us that kind of stick tight, but... I just never thought of it as a competition. I, I don't know why people get competitive. About, like, I can't stand when people treat stand-up like a sport or when they treat it like it's a competition because it's so personal. Like I, nobody can help you. It's a, you're up there alone. It's your expression. Whether or not some people love, you know, somebody else's expression more. Some people are just better at business. Some people are better at. They just have a style that translates better on film. I don't know. But I, I just never understood the idea of treating it I know you're not like that either and no. plus we've all come up together and especially yeah. guys like Steve and I who did the road for fucking years in anonymity and then then all of a sudden you just kind of I don't know you try a podcast and it catches or you've just been doing it for as long as I have and some you know something happens but I, I don't know I, I I just think so much of it is just the fact that I I think for me the fact that I get paid to be a jackass I, I can't believe it because I expected to be a failure my whole life. I, I wasn't good at anything. I was, I was, I was like, what the fuck? Comedy? You know what happened? You know, my father looked at me. He was, a, he was poor his whole life. He just, he, I thought he was going to throw up. He was just like, fuck, you know, but he didn't understand. And either did I. So the fact that this is working is unbelievable. So, you know what I mean? Uh, right? But think about how lucky in history. In history, I get, I would have been a fucking court gesture with the thing. And the king would have been like, I don't like that joke. Take him away. You know? <laughs> right? Uh, but, but that, you know, so you have the, the fact that I get to do this and have some, like, some dignity and get paid is just fucking, I don't it, know. Comedy is just, it's fucking hard. Hard. It's hard. hard. Yeah. It's a profession of solitude. You're constantly by yourself. So anytime I've ever seen anybody have some semblance of like the pilot got picked up or they're, they're doing a, it, I always text. I'm like, fucking congrats, man. I hope, I hope you go the whole run because it's really. You especially are like that. You're, you're one of my favorite people, but you've always been that guy who's, you know, there are people, look, comedy's got misfits and pricks. Sure. It's not even their pricks. They're just, they're just, it's impossible for them to get out of their own way. Right. They're so damaged. They're so damaged. It's yeah. part of what makes them funny, but it's also what makes them very selfish, insufferable, and self-loathing. Right. It's not that they hate you. They just hate themselves. And so, and you need a little of that. You know, you can't like yourself too much. Get the fuck out of here. I don't like people that love themselves. They get annoyed. They shit. I like, I like people 
who don't like themselves. When you told me you're a felon, it brought me a little closer to you. <laughs> I told you that. It's something I was just like, meh, you know. Brian yeah. says this, but he spends eight minutes looking at himself in the mirror. Yeah. Telling you, he goes, oh. Yes, for something to change. Well, I was looking at the shirt. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, you were right, though. When, when me and Andrew Schultz, we put out a song called Open Her Up. It's about opening the country up. <laughs> Open her up. It was so it's fucking funny. Schultz is great. I love Andrew. And the weekend it dropped, Steve had sent me a video of him having them play it at the comedy club after his set. So like his walk-off song was that. That's great. And that I was like, if yeah. fucking music people did that for each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if a music dude was at a fucking amphitheater with 10,000 tickets and he walked off to like another musician's song, that shit right. would be so fucking dope. Yes. But like music dudes are like you said, a lot of them are competitive. To me, I'm, a similar story. Like, I mean, dude, I didn't think my barometer of what success was, was very small, right? You know, like not getting killed before I was 30 was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like my dream yeah, board, I didn't get shot or have an overdose. I'm fucking winning. You know what I mean? So do the like, big and hungry podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Small. I feel that way. Listen, man, you hit me about this. I followed up with Steve. Yeah. I was like, yo, are we still on, baby? Like, I'm coming Wednesday. Like, you so invited cool. me. You can't uninvite me, cocksucker. I'm coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, come Wednesday. But I do have a hockey game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hockey game. <laughs> you well, <laughs> you're doing, you're doing, when, you're doing Ryman, and then you're doing a tour this summer, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. we actually do you my just first. just announced. First show in 16 months is Saturday in Butler, Georgia. Wow. Butler, I fucking love Butler, huh? <laughs> like just the the, the yeah. magnolia trees. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah the red clay. Oh, <laughs> fucking love red clay. I love playing on red clay at my <laughs> tennis game because I, I hit with so much power, a lot of revolution, a lot of torque, and so the ball skips. And uh, if you're not a pro, get the fuck off my court. Yeah, we leave out. We announced <laughs> we announced pre-sales on Monday. So weird tonight. I don't know. Just pre-sale on Monday. Yeah, we did pre-sales two days ago. So like, if you have like the code, yep. yeah, what's and the code? <laughs> I'm uh, medicated. If anybody wants to buy an early <laughs> ticket, but uh, <laughs> very fitting for me. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we did. Uh, we've sold out probably five venues just in pre-sale. Damn, damn. Congrats, man. I swear, Jelly. Joe, you should you should also just tell stories. Yeah, you should you just have a cra story a crackling fire. I'll dress up in a golden retriever outfit and <laughs> I'll lie at your feet and you can put your toesies in my fur. And then there's I know I'm adorable and kinky. And then and then I'll roast a pig on a on a on a spindle. Yep, yep, yep. Shirtless and overalls. We call that a show. pig. Picking. Say that again. Yep, you're doing that. That's what, that's what I'll do. When when he says something fun, I go say that again. Uh, so I can well, say it twice. We laugh again. Okay. Yeah. And then I you love should, the picture you're painting. Yeah. I can see this happening. And you should just tell fucking stories. I can listen. Yeah. to Read the phone book. I, I, I just like his voice makes me feel safe. Yeah, well, thank you, Bubba. <laughs> you're a, you're a, just a fucking lovely human being. I'm going to describe you that way. Jelly roll, fucking lovely. Thank I, you, Bubba. I never use the expression. Thank you. Looks like a gangster used to be maybe into cocaine, <laughs> but a fucking lovely man. <laughs> Listen, I, I want that to be my bio. Oh, In dude. Fact, do, do we have an audio clip of that I can play before all my shows now? Now, Brian Callen will now tell you who Jelly Roll yep. is. You're going to come yep. over the speakers with that spill, right? And then I'm going to come and out. And then ask me, ask me, ask me if Jelly Roll's voice is good. Watch how I answer. Brian, is Jelly Roll's Jelly Roll's voice good? <laughs> Motherfucker, take my clothes off. See that? See that? Ladies See that? and gentlemen, Jelly Roll, Jelly everybody. Roll, Jelly Roll. How about a Jelly Roll, everybody? He's at the Ryman. He's hitting Thank the tour this summer. I love this man. Awesome. Joe, you're awesome. How about if anybody wants Cal a shot of tequila, Steve will take one with you. <laughs> Fuck. Thanks for coming out. Oh, y'all. Brian Callen, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Big and Hungry Podcast. Thank you, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, one more time for Brian Callen and Steve Byrne, ladies and gentlemen. Let him hear it. Who wants? You guys want to see? He asked me if I want to do a quick five. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do. I'm going to. You guys do want a little stand up for Brian? Because I came out. I did a little stand up. I think I'd love to see the kid as well. How about it for you guys? 
No, no, rather than do a rather than do a quick five because we we actually have to turn the the room over. I think we have another show, but I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do um, I know I know I know. I mean, if I do five, you guys you guys make like, more. You know, I can't I can't because it's like that. You know what I mean? Like no way, he's fucking like I can't believe that shit. He just comes up with shit. So um um this is I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a, an impression and it's really hacky and I've done it before and I don't approve of this. I don't approve, and I don't know if you've seen this. I'm gonna do Christopher Walken. It's bad, it's bad, I know. Already bad, already bad. Already, already arrest me, arrest me. This is Christopher Walken as a pigeon. Yeah, I'm one of the top bird humorists in the country. So, um, so this is. Bread. I got bread on my mind. Sourdough. Bread count, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for coming out. Uh,